0: What's up, Dan?
1: Hey, Kyle. Hey, so, you don't sound good. I don't sound good or bad.
0: You, sorry, that's a double negative. You sound great. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: woo. I'm, I'm doing a little experiment right now. Oh, my cat's also attacking my legs.
0: Oh man! Well, hey, let's let's keep this one short. So this is new. We're doing something new, right?
1: Yeah, we're trying.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) so I mean, we'll just this is our friendly banter.
1: Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Commence serious talk now. Go.
0: (laughs) So, for people who are tuning in, uh, we switched our podcasting over to a new tool called Anchor FM which is a podcast host and kind of like it's like social podcasting from what I've gathered. It's actually really, really cool. Yeah. Um, And so like, for example, we can do, uh, we can invite guests or like anyone who wants to hop into our, our podcast at any time, which is kind of cool if we want to like take comments on a subject we're talking
1: about. Right. So that's what you mean by social. So it's kind of like, how YouTube used to have the feature where you could like respond to a video with another video, which mm-hmm. they don't have anymore. For some reason you can respond to our podcast with another podcast. And that podcast can be of any duration and we will see it through as long as you use this app, right? As, as far mm-hmm. as I know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I haven't fully explored this thing. Yeah.
0: Well and then also on top of that, it's almost like like uh, podcasting like vocal commenting too. So like if people listen mm-hmm. to this through anchor, then they can respond to it with I think uh, like their own message. Oh um, and then at particular to, points. Uh, I don't know if it's at particular points, but then it'll go into a queue for us and then we can actually splice that in if we wanted to. So I don't know, we'll have to see how it works. This is our first one. Hmm. So,
1: yeah, that sounds, that sounds really cool. I saw that it did, uh, it would let you like grab, go grab a YouTube video or like an audio clip from somewhere and like splice that in Mm -hmm. and it automatically Mm -hmm. trims. Um, like, I think it even does like dead space trimming. <laughs> we can test it by not saying anything for a while. <laughs> but it definitely... We'll just wait. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to not say anything. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Right yeah. There. yeah, we'll see what happens. And then uh, I guess it like normalizes the track and that kind of stuff. All the stuff that you want a podcast editor person to do for you. This is taking their job away. So we embrace Sorry, Josh. that. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Anyway, so um, did you see anything neat this week? Or
0: Did I see anything? Neat? Hey, before we get to that, okay. did, did we have a name for this? So I had a name and you had a name. I think I like yours better. So I can't I, remember. That. I wanted to call it Snowfights. Right. So I want to call it soundbite, but with the a, a Y. A so y. like B Y T E S. Uh huh. You know, but that's that's so that's so tech cliche.
1: I think everyone you know? <laughs> who wants to do a tech podcast like has that name at some point and then decides <laughs> against it.
0: They're like no. It is low
1: hanging fruit, but it's I don't know, it's pretty solid if you ask me.
0: Do you remember what yours was?
1: Um uh, Give you
0: a hint. It's in our logo. Oh, God. What? <laughs> it's in what is the one thing our logo is made of? Uh,
1: the, oh, 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 uh, corn kits. Yes. <laughs> techno corn kits. Yeah.
0: The techno corn kits. Yeah. So techno corn kits are meant to be bite-sized audio, mm-hmm. uh, You know, stories for us um, to do on a regular because doing the full podcast just takes a lot of work. Like, have to schedule a guest, then we have to go and prep up and get them in there, and then do production. It's a cold nightmare. Yeah, and so this is meant to be just a shorter thing we can get out on a regular basis where we just talk about, uh, you know, just our short little corn kits of uh, tech stories or whatever we want to bring up at that point in time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think too, it's kind of suited to. I think the way that a lot of us consume news is in a kind of like headline reading, <laughs> oftentimes like a a, a large breadth, but not always that much depth. And, um, you <laughs> right. know, more, more of that is always good. <laughs> so, so I think the I idea agree. for these, we'll have these kind of like more regularly. We'll be able to talk about things that are coming up in town, like events we're excited about, news that excites us or depresses us, and kind of that more of like a weekly check-in kind of thing, but then we'll still have the long form um, kind of deep cuts every once a month or so, something like that going forward. Yeah, That's for sure. Yeah, so stay tuned in imaginary audience person <laughs> you're in you're in for a ride
0: you're in for a ride yeah so do you want to
1: go first i didn't i i was i took a let's see what's something well i just downloaded this app portal but i haven't even played around with it yet but i think for the mac app or it's only on ios right now and if you have a code from someone you get to skip the line so there's kind of like a, like a waiting list, but people can get you in. I think there's kind of like a certain, sort of like Google Wave. <laughs> uh, that's probably, that's an old enough reference that a lot of people won't know what that is. Um, but I think the idea for it is basically that it's peer-to-peer media streaming uh, with no ads and the people who create the content, the content get rewarded with tokens that are something cryptocurrency like, I'm not totally sure, I haven't tried to upload anything yet, or I literally downloaded it like right before we took this call. <laughs> but um, I think that kind of stuff is uh, neat and there's kind of more more apps and projects I'm seeing that are kind of have that, it uh, like Silicon Valley feeling like internet, like it's a new internet, <laughs> kind of thing, but it's really just like you're sharing files and some other protocol. But, um, yeah, and every phone on the server, every what
0: I said, it was more of a joke, like, like the whole Dark Knight Kenna's, uh uh storyline where it's like every phone is like listening and providing something. Like, every phone is a server, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> eventually everyone is just going to, there's only going to be one copy of a file and it's just going to be a decentralized knowledge space. Yeah. It's just a, just a tarball <laughs> that we roll everything. We roll around like a <laughs> internet dung beetle. Uh, but yeah, um, on that, oh, I did, uh, I used Discord recently and I had to update whenever I turned it on. Have Have you used Discord? Are you, I'm sure you're familiar that's, with that's it.
0: Slack clone.
1: It started as a Slack clone, but it's, man, it's pretty cool. The new version, you, it has like screen, um, screen sharing with audio, like they just enabled audio with it. Um, you can have your own server. So you can like spin it up and have your own Discord server. And mm-hmm. they claim that um, it's now uh, like aut- automatically scales so that it's arbitrary how many people are on it. It's like just as fast if it's 10 people or 50,000 people. That's what that's their claim, at least. Uh, I'm curious about. The engineering behind that <laughs> so
0: so two comments on that one i always confuse discord and discourse which is oh the, yeah the don't exchange yeah right yeah those guys yeah um so so i went ahead and googled discord really quick and in the sidebar you know how google gives you like the little rundown of the company or mm-hmm. something like that one of the things um it says what discord is written in and it says JavaScript, React, and Elixir.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, Elixir's whole selling point is kind of the um, extremely low overhead, connected, um, um, like real these really lightweight kind of thread like things that can have like a million connected nodes. <laughs> And, and mm-hmm. not break, whereas Node and things like this tend to choke on like a hundred or like a like around about a thousand to ten thousand users for a node process, and it's like you're going to get some slowdown. Yeah, I I, I was um, I started this little uh, David Thomas uh, who who does the like pragmatic programmer. He, re- he mm-hmm. does that content. He, th- he's like all about elixir right now. And, um,
0: do you know he lives up here?
1: Yeah. Doesn't he live like outside of yeah. Dallas? He lives in like McKinney. It confused me cause I watched some <laughs> videos with him and I'm dumb and thought he was like located in England because he had a British accent. I forgot that you could <laughs> live anywhere in the world and talk in the way that you talk. <laughs> no, that's. A- <laughs> I know. <laughs> so went and confused me. But, yeah. yeah, it's super cool. It doesn't have the things that, like, the things that I dislike about Slack, like the message history disappearing unless you pay them, like, <laughs> a whole lot of money, and <laughs> the way, um, like, they don't have screen sharing unless you're on the pro plan and stuff like that. Um, this kind of gets around all that, and it's, they, they target it, at gamers but like there's one channel that i'm in uh called that i would encourage anyone that's doing like front-end development and wanting to learn react there's a really amazing uh channel called uh, uh reactive flux that's all the all the major names in the react world are all on that channel they're talking all the time there's a extremely active job board that has like jobs, job postings from all over the world, both hiring and, um, people, um, and, and, and freelancers for hire. It's, um, I'm not even sure how many people are in this. There's, there's a lot, like my scroll bar is very tiny when I try to scroll down the list of people. It's got, it's th- there's thousands of people on here. It's, it's really, really cool just kind of a reminder of myself. I mean, I, I don't, I don't use it often, but there's been times that I've logged on and like asked a question that I can't find an answer to. And there's been someone that like, helped me out. It's a really, it's a really great resource.
0: That's really cool. It's super cool. I'm going to, I'm going to take notes for our show notes, Dan.
1: Cool. Oh, you can <laughs> also, I think in the new one, you can sign in with your Xbox live and it says, like, you would sign in with your Xbox account, and it'll link up and show, like, if you're playing a game, like, how people can find you.
0: Yeah, I, I joined a Discord for our clan on Destiny 2. I say our clan. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a clan, and then Josh invited <laughs> me to the clan. Right. And they would, you know, use it to, like, schedule raids and whatnot. But really, I think it was just a place they could share gifts of Destiny gifts. <laughs> right.
1: Well, you yeah. need a place for that. Yeah, I, I also, there's one for, like, Haskell, <laughs> Haskell Twitch one that's really cool. Yeah, there there's a lot. They, they're, they're definitely, like, pro developer, and I think they're kind of targeting more, like, less, less of the business crowd, whereas Slack, in the new features, I see them adding, they're kind of adding, like, more project management tools and, like, you know, create a new action item from a message and that kind of stuff, so... Mm -hmm. i think they're they're more doubling down on the like business application of it so which is kind of cool because it means that they're not really competing directly even though um their services are very similar in a lot of ways
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah super cool
1: well yeah i don't know uh that's I can't think of any more things to say
0: <laughs> I <knew anyone>.
1: yeah <laughs> like i have i i I think I have some stuff that I want to talk about in the future, like I watched this uh video on reverse engineering the Nintendo that blew my mind, but I don't think I can even like explain it <laughs> a- adequately, <laughs> so I need to do more more homework.
0: you can save it for next week,
1: yeah. That one's really cool, definitely. And it doesn't have that many views. If any, I would definitely recommend it's this channel, uh, Sucker Pinch on on YouTube. He has less than thirty thousand subscribers, and he kind of goes through in detail how he, instead of like mod, like he uses just a factory NES, but he's like playing videos on it, and he uses it for his like slide deck. And he's actually playing Super Nintendo games on the NES. Uh, and he's not like, he's writing all the assembly code himself and like hand optimizing stuff. It's it's really um, uh, impressive and I, a, a really cool. I think it's gonna be a good, I've only just started watching his stuff, but I'm definitely gonna go back and like binge on some of these. There's some really good stuff. <laughs> Sucker Pinch. <laughs> I'm just looking Sucker at. Sucker Pinch. Yeah. He goes into like WebGL stuff and yeah, all, all kinds of things. I'll post a link. Cool. Cool. I won't talk about well, it anymore because I don't want to sound dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm going to
0: use my topic that we did on our beta last week. And that was because it's funny. We talked about it, then like the next day, something else happened. So last week, oh yeah, Adobe bought Magento, the company which makes the open source platform Magento Commerce, for, uh, God, what was the number? Six like, billion?
1: No. Oh, I thought it was like one point eight or one point
0: six billion.
1: Whoa, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yep, yeah, one point six
0: eight billion. Yeah, one point six eight.
1: Oh, didn't I say one point six?
0: yeah, yeah 1.6 so so yeah so adobe bought magento for 1.6 billion which is hilarious for me because in our industry working in drupal uh Acquia is it's like the drupal version kind of of magento where uh you know the cto of the company created drupal 15 20 years ago um and then you know, they have a hosting company called Acquio, runs the AWS. And uh, two years ago, they announced a partnership with Magento. So basically, they were building out this, like infrastructure uh, to kind of help sync together Drupal and Magento sites in a way where they play nice with each other. Because Drupal is a really great content management system, but doesn't really do super well with commerce. And then Magento is really great at commerce, but doesn't you know, you can't really use that as like a content management system. Right. And so they kind of built these little you know connecting tools, uh, this suite called Acquia of Commerce Manager, um, that kind of syncs the two together. And uh even though it like hadn't really officially been released yet, but it was, you know, something that was in the works. Syncs Drupal um, with Magento? Yeah. So okay. so basically you you get like the best of both worlds and it, it does like a kind of you know splitting of responsibilities into the systems that are appropriate right like Mm -hmm. Drupal does content management let it do that magento does commerce let it do that don't mix the two um just you know run them uh side by side and so what will happen is that um the connecting tool basically sync products from magento over into drupal you can do some really great like seo and like content uh you know, an admin administration and like storytelling um, with all the really cool Drupal stuff. But then, whenever someone needs to place an order, uh, that goes back into the Magento system, and Magento handles all the commerce and checkout and payment methods and things like that. So, so it makes that a really seamless thing. But Adobe makes a product called Experience Manager, which is um, is kind of like one of their top competitors in terms of that market. Yeah. And so, like Adobe has a product that competes with Acquia and then, Ado- then Ad- Acquia strikes partnership with Magento, Adobe buys Magento.
1: <laughs> yeah, so are they are they gonna sundown Experience Manager? Uh,
0: no, they're gonna keep that. And, and a lot of people are saying the reason why they're doing it is because um, a- Adobe is like missing that piece and what they call like their the digital experience where uh, experience manager does the, the content management kind of related stuff but they didn't have any commerce component like they wanted to buy Demandware, but that was bought by uh, Oracle or SAP or something but then they also wanted to buy I forget what the other one was um, maybe it was Hybris and that was bought by Oracle but then they wanted to buy Demandware, and that was bought by Salesforce and so, uh, Adobe doesn't really have a commerce piece, and so I think a lot of people are assuming that this decision will kind of give Adobe the entire suite of like tools for like a end-to-end solution for for enterprise clients, um, mm. so they kind of get like a one-stop shop in that scenario. Um, but yeah, it's in the same instance so magento before they were bought and you know they still do this um, magento has an open source license called i think they now call it just magento open source um, and then they have magento uh, enterprise which is now called their magento cloud and so you can get magento cloud like uh or magento enterprise for like a certain pricing it's like entry level forty thousand dollars a year or something like that and then you can then that's just a license for the product. That's not even hosting or anything. If you, don't, if you don't want to host it yourself and you want them to host it, you can pay for Magento Cloud Enterprise, or Enterprise Cloud, which is hosted on top of a system called PlatformSH. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's even, like, higher. Right, right. right. Like, like $60,000 or $70,000 a year, or something like that. And so the next day after Adobe announced that, um, Platform SH announced that they've just raised uh, $34 million in a, in a Series C round. So I'm not really sure what that relationship looks like, but that's, I don't know if that like hurts or helps them. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, like if Adobe is going to do their own hosting for Magento Enterprise, like what does their believe PlatformSH uh, to do? So. I don't know. It's it's like a weird network, like webby thing
1: uh, in this world for me. So it's interesting. Yeah, that's very much like the world you're in right now too. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. All these like, yeah, I I mean, it's not what you're doing directly, but I think it, it's uh, m- meaning that like you're not, <laughs> I, I, you're you're not negotiating billion dollar deals. Yet, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but well, but the clients that you work with, you're like, you gotta know what's going on so you can pick something that's gonna be
0: yeah. In the
1: long well, time. you know,
0: it's like the first week I started working at my job, I've been doing Drupal for six or seven years, and then you know, I, I start here and they're like, "Hey, can you scope out a Magento project?" I've never sold a Magento or worked on a Magento project in my life, other than like a little tiny site that I wanted to try it out with, but you know, it's like I became very embedded in in the Magento uh, culture and and ecosystem. So um, yeah. And then also I had to come up with like hosting recommendations for Magento sites as well. Um, I had to uh, spec out another, like a separate Magento project that was integrated with, a POS or a point of sale system like an in-store retail system mm-hmm. and like that was a crazy like like a super complicated one we had to figure out which ultimately we said don't do Magento you want to do Shopify like yeah like in this case it's one case with all the the pieces considered right you don't want to do Magento because it's only going to like exponentially increase your costs without getting that much out right. of it and uh, like you should really just go with
1: Shopify. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, so we'll is, see how that goes.
1: Is is Magento doing the actual payment processing, or do they have, like, a, a partnership?
0: No, yeah. So so they, in Magento 2, <clears throat> they built in uh, support for payment methods. So they don't do payment processing. They do, they partner with, like, Authorize.net and PayPal, and you know all of these kind of standard payment gateways, right? Um, of course, you know any payment gateway can write their own Magento extension to hook up into it. But but yeah, that's that's the flip side. Shopify yes. initially was like a commerce engine, but now on top of that, they do payment processing.
1: as Right, well. right, and you get so, you get a little bit of a of a subscription, um, like a little bit of a break in the in the in the percentage that they're charging if you choose them versus another payment gateway.
0: Yeah. So, it's so their, their pricing is like either you can use Shopify payments, which is their payment gateway and you, there are certain rates that uh, that they'll offer you. Um, and the the bigger, like the plan you get, the, the better the rate you get as well. Right. Or you choose to use your own payment gateway and they'll charge you like, like, uh, like one percent or 05 percent or something like that on top of right. whatever yeah. the existing uh, payment
1: yeah uh, rate it, it, is. It ends up pre- being pretty. I I remember um a while back, like ha- doing a little um like a price comparison, and it's if if you're gonna use Shopify, it's pretty much they've made it where it's pretty difficult not to, Oh, well, I mean, not like difficult not to use them, but it would be difficult from a business perspective not to (laughs) just use their whole platform because it's integrates really nicely. And I I think it's like nearly 2% less. um, If you go with them, if you're doing the like 79 a month plan or something like, Um, I don't know. Shopify should sponsor this (laughs) talk.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, that was my news, that was big in our world.
1: Should we end with a ridiculous thing? (laughs) Sure, let's end with a ridiculous thing. Uh, So I wasn't totally uh, up to speed on your subject, and I wanted to kind of educate myself while while you were uh, giving us the rundown. And I landed on (laughs) Shopify's Wikipedia page, which at the bottom has this criticism section where they talked about a hashtag delete Shopify campaign, which went on in 2017 uh, for some political reasons. Um, But
0: right. What's political? Right. Well,
1: one of the (laughs) things was, this is the second um, uh, president Trump used uh, or his, his team, used Shopify for their Make America Great Again shop, which was labeled hypocritical because they were using a Canadian company. (laughs) I don't know.
0: That's kind of funny, actually.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The other one is interesting. Apparently, the CEO of Shopify uh, had said to an earlier criticism that refusing to do business with the site would constitute a violation of free speech. So yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, well, man, we, we spent
0: almost, we spent 30 minutes talking yeah. on this podcast. We'll get better. I'm Hopefully it
1: cuts out all the silences and it's only like 19 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah but then we gotta add in the intro music we gotta add in the outro oh.
1: do they have like a double speed Someone. button i i haven't even tried out the player really
0: i don't know hey listeners let us know your comments on this podcast and if they have
1: a double speed button in the app yeah and if you want to respond directly <laughs> download anchor and look for us uh, under tech mill Uh, it should also automatically get published to all of the popular podcast platforms.
0: So I went ahead and did the distribution. So you can find us on anchor.fm slash techmonton on that page. You can find links to iTunes to uh, what was it? So I don't think it's propagated to Stitcher just yet. Uh, Let's see what we have. We have iTunes, Anchor, and CastBox. Windows Phone. And I think we're
1: waiting for...
0: <laughs> not that. I think we're waiting for uh, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, we're technically on Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Um, and then Stitcher.
1: So. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's mostly yeah. the popular yeah. ones. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, we promise mm-hmm. not to go this long next time. This is us just getting our feet wet and getting comfortable <laughs> with this format but uh, it's kind of i think having a guest uh takes a lot of kind of in a way it takes a lot of stress off of you as as the host like you do have to stay engaged with them but i think most guests are there to talk about their thing generally so mm-hmm. yeah i think i think we'll get more comfortable with this and I know I tend to ramble, so I apologize now. I sorry. (laughs) So, rambling, Rambling Dan. Dan. (laughs) That's me.
0: Isn't that a song? Rambling. No, you're rambling. Right.
1: Uh, yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit this red button. It was good talking to you, Kyle. You have have a great evening.
0: You too. It's 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 midnight now. It's morning.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, good morning, Cobb. Good morning, Dan. Later? Push that but. button.